Hi, everyone. My name is Andrea, and this is This Woman in Law podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. And um, this is our first episode. So today, I kind of just wanted to introduce myself some more and really talk about what really encouraged me to do this. So I graduated law school this May. And I just took the bar exam in my state about two weeks ago. So I am 29. I've been married for six years. I have an incredibly independent and energetic one-year-old daughter. And so since taking the bar, I had a lot of time to reflect, not a lot, but I've had time to reflect and process and think about law school in the last three years of my life. And I realize I have so many thoughts and things that I would like to share. I was not a perfect student and I wanted to be. I was not an outgoing student and I wanted to be. I was not well known or in every organization, but I wanted to be. I had so many interests. I had so many things I wanted to do, but really more than anything, I was just a student trying to make it through and I did. I wished so many times throughout my time in law school for someone other than other students to talk to because I was so embarrassed that I needed someone to talk to about everything that was going on and every decision I was making. I felt so lost all the time about things that everyone else seemed to understand so easily. But then I would understand things that no one else really did or didn't come as easily to them. And I felt that maybe I must be wrong. Like if no one else could understand, there's no way that I could, you know. Um, and I also had a home life that was different than other students. You know, I had a husband, we had just moved, our families were a little bit further and, and that wasn't too different, but it was a little bit different than everyone else. Right. So, um, even people who were similar, but not the same, it just felt different. Like, oh, you're not exactly at where I am. And I just really want to talk to someone who's exactly where I am, you know, and it's kind of a silly thought to begin with, but it's what it's that desire that you have, you know? So, you know, it was just hard to find someone to talk to you about that. But then also there were things that other people seemed to know everything about, like regarding law school, like case briefs, outlines, all that kind of stuff. And I had clearly missed the memo on that. So they kind of taught us at orientation, but I wasn't understanding a lot of what they meant. Um, and I had no clue that we'd even need to know what these things were. Um, and then also like some people were just able to memorize, or it seemed like memorize a million pages of reading in a few nights. They had supreme time management, time to do everything. And I was just, I was struggling on some of those things. Sometimes other times I was way ahead. It felt awesome. Then other times here I was again, just completely like, how, how did I get here? You know, how do I have no time for anything? And so it just took me a a year, my whole first year to realize that every student is just different and we all need different things. And I've realized this over and over again, many times, (laughs) because you have to remind yourself that you're not just, or no one is perfect and it's not just you, but law school and likely any professional school, makes you feel so inadequate because everyone else is so good too. 
And then you forget about that too. And you begin to think, well, someone made a mistake. I shouldn't be here. You know, everyone else is so good, period, is kind of what you're thinking. And, you know, they must have not sent that acceptance letter to the right person. Like, it should not have been me. But they didn't. It was for you. You know, you aren't inadequate. It's just hard. It's just hard. And everybody finds different things hard. Um, everybody's good at different things. Everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. And this all is, to me, like, even now saying this, I'm like, well, who needs to hear this? This seems so, um, you know, obvious, right? And it, it might be, but I think everyone still needs to hear it because we're human and we doubt ourselves. And that was a really hard part for me. Um, so hopefully this can make you feel less insecure and more confident that you were chosen for a reason. And this is where you are meant to be. Wherever you are, it's where you're meant to be. And maybe it can also show you that we all feel this way at some point, or at least I did. So you're not alone. Um, as far as my experiences in law school and everything like that, I do want this to be a podcast about experiences. I want it to be about how there's no one way of law school and how a lot of people are just different and their goals are different and that's okay. So you don't have to compare yourself to everyone else because your goals are not necessarily the same. So for me, I, um, did really well my first semester, not as well my second semester, had a, tried to do too much my third semester, for, so my second year, and had kind of a breakdown one day, <laughs> um, and had to drop a class, and then did really well um, that semester, and then the next semester COVID hit, so that's a whole different can of worms. Um, also that next semester I was pregnant. So again, whole different can of worms. Um, but yeah. And so I, I wanted to do journal. So I tried, we had two different journals at school. I tried out for one and didn't get it. Tried or kept wanting to try out for the other one. Um, it was a write on competition because I, I didn't have the grades to just get on. And I kept, I printed everything, organized everything, was ready to go to do the write-on competition because they did two, both times. I didn't do them. I was so afraid to get rejected. I didn't do it. So I didn't do a journal. <laughs> I am um, not the best public speaker face-to-face. -face. <laughs> and so I was really afraid to try out for any of the teams. Also, I didn't know that it was only first years I could try out for teams and second years cannot. I thought I would have time to feel better about myself and then, you know, try out for the team next year or something. Um, you can only try it at the end of the first year, or at least at my school, that's the way it was. I didn't know I'd never have another shot or I probably would have done it. Um, but I didn't try out for any teams. What I did do was I joined our board of advocates, which handles, um, kind of the more inner workings of advocacy and competitions and lots of networking and stuff. And it turned out to be really, really, really great for me and exactly what I needed. And it was going to push me to do some um, competing because it was part of the requirements. We had to do a competition each year. And then COVID hit 
and I never did a competition. So, but I managed a ton of them and I still got trained in competing. So that was pretty interesting for me to realize, hey, I actually know how to compete. Like, could I stand up there and do it well? I don't know. But do I know how to do it? Yeah, actually, I kind of do. So that was kind of cool. So I kind of pushed myself into um, Board of Advocates because I was so nervous to do everything else. And I was like, well, this is going to make me compete. And it's the fun, like, organizing stuff that I love. So let me do this, you know. And, and I pushed myself to do it, and I did it. And I'm so glad I did. So I found my compromise. And that's kind of the things I want to talk about. Um, I took a ton of internships. Um, not a ton, but it felt like a ton at the time. But I did internships. I was um, a TA for a one of our clinics. I did all kinds of things that eventually did make me a much more um, extroverted person, I guess. Um, and so there are things I'm still afraid of, even though I've graduated, because I didn't get all the experiences that I wanted. But, um, you know, I, I'm taking it one day at a time. I'm... I've just taken the bar a couple weeks ago, so I'll be waiting for my scores until October, end of October, early November. I don't remember. Somewhere in there. October, November. Um, I am just praying I pass and I never have to take the bar exam again. We can definitely talk about the bar exam too. I know that gives so much people so much anxiety, you know, and I um, studied for the bar exam at home with my daughter who was almost one, you know, well turning, she just turned one like three days ago. So the whole time she was under one (laughs) and, um, I did have some help. Um, but I didn't have help during the year, the school year. So lots of things to talk about there. (laughs) And, you know, there's just no one kind of law student. There are tons of moms. I've had tons of, not tons. I use that. I overuse that. I'm sorry. But I've had a few, quite a few people, like a lot more than I thought, reach out to me from my school who are in now in the position I was in last year where they're starting a new semester with a new baby and they have no idea how to handle it. And I just... I want to help in every single way that I possibly can. And I actually have some work to do on that today on helping another student. But I, I just can't imagine that there are other students out there who don't know who to ask, who, who have the same problem and, and might be afraid to ask or whatever it is. And so again, that's another topic I want to go over is you can, you can be a mom and go to law school. And I know several moms who've done it several different ways. Some had much older kids. Some had just slightly older kids. Some were single moms. Some had their partners, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to try and get some of them to speak to all of us and everything. And so, um, so yeah, like there's just so much to talk about and, and so much to, so many experiences to discuss. And that's kind of my goal right now. Um, I, I guess my other, goal is is to create that community right so that's why i've launched a patreon at the same time um it was the best place i could figure out where it could be a truly private community for these topics so that we'd feel free discussing them so um the patreon is linked it really is for i really want to use it for a community um like that. And I'll do 
So the way it's set up is that they're separate tiers and each tier gets separate benefits. I tried not to make them too crazy different and at least the first three, none of them too crazy expensive. If someone thinks I am wrong and really wants something or whatever it is, you know, reach out to me more than happy, um, you know, to figure something out. I, I, I just am. Um, I'm not really doing this for all the money in the world or anything like that. This is the money is really just for time and to make sure that people are committed to what we're talking about and, and feel, hopefully it adds like a layer of feeling safe, you know? Um, and so it goes, you know, it, it, the lowest tier has that that community. All the tiers have that community. And that's exactly what I want. I want a chat community. I want to be able to make posts and you guys respond to them, make polls, message me, all of those kinds of things. Um, I will have video recordings of podcast episodes. Not these quite yet um, because I've still got to get that set up, but it will happen by the time I launch everything and all of that. So these first intro episodes, maybe not so much. Um, and then I will have live Q and A's once a month, which is in another category, um, early access to episodes, all of that kind of stuff. And then the highest category is kind of pricey, um, especially for for me. So I understand this, but I've priced it at what I think the time that I'm putting into it equals, if that makes sense, or is valued at. So what it includes is a 30-minute phone call every month that you're part of it, part of that tier um, with me. Now, there are only 10 slots because I really can't offer much more time than that. And um, when I'm working, taking that out into the universe, when I am working, (laughs) um, I might have to lower the level of slots. And that way, so my idea with that is that you don't have to be in that um, tier every month. You can drop, you can do it for one month and then drop down to another tier um, the next month. That way you get that one 30 minute phone call with me and then someone else can take your slot in that tier, if that makes sense. Um, We'll see how that works. I'm I'm curious to see how it works. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to work, but we'll see how that works. And, um, and you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Let's see how it goes. So again, feedback, super welcome. Not 100% sure what I'm doing here on as far as Patreon, but I want, I want that community. I want it to be pretty private. I want to feel like, um, like we can talk about what we need to talk about and, and no one feels like it's going to get out or anything like that. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was a lot longer plug on Patreon than I planned, but here we are. (laughs) So this episode is still kind of short. My goal is that episodes be somewhere between 30 to 45 minutes. I will have some guests and things like that. Um, every now and then for now, hopefully, more often later. Um, and so we can just play those by ear. Those might be a little bit longer. I hope you would enjoy them either way. That is my goal anyway. And, um, 
you know, anyway, sorry, <laughs> I got distracted, but so I would hope you would enjoy them either way. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's everything I had for this episode. Um, next episode, we'll kind of start with actually law school things. If there's anything you heard that you definitely want to hear more about and I don't have an episode on it, then let me know and I'll get on that. So, um, please feel free to reach out. Everything that you need to reach out to me should be linked in the episode description. My Instagram, I have, I have an Instagram, a Twitter, and an email address for now, at least. So, please feel free to reach out to any of those and I will... Talk to you next time.